It's the MD here with another garbage cast. Finally. Oh, I love trash. Anything dirty or dingy or dusty. Anything ragged or rotten or rusty. Yes, I love trash. If you really want to see something trashy, look at this. Throw it in the trash. Throw it in the trash. Like I was saying, it's the garbage cast. It's been too long. And I'll start right with the song. This is Too Long by Sid Rim, Songs of Vienna, on the garbage cast.
That was too long by Sid Rim here on the Garbage Cast. Now, why has it been so long since I put out a podcast? Last one I did was Resolutions 2021. Well, there was a couple of weeks where I just didn't want to talk. I didn't want to say anything. Kelly had a second miscarriage, so I was processing that. Now, I don't, you would think with a a person who's like a podcaster, who's big into talking, my natural emotional response to those kind of things are either to get mad or to shut down. So, I, I got quiet. I stopped processing things. I just, I kind of, shut down and put my head down and kind of just focused on getting through. So that was the first couple weeks of January. And then my preoccupation went to um, my Etsy business. Uh, Prior to Christmas, I guess being that it's like the biggest sales period of the year I would be making one or two sales a week and you know I was was a new business I was trying to get up and running with new products finally hit like the 50 the magical 50 item product list and I was getting a lot of favorites I was getting a lot of attention and then right after the first week of January, it all dried up completely. Um, I had to retool how I operate the business. I usually put in about like five bucks in advertising a day. That's like USD. And, you know, I was confident. I signed up for Etsy Plus, which is like $12 a month. Um, That completely dried up, completely, entirely dried up. Um, No matter how many podcasts you listen to and how many courses you sign up for, um, there's no surefire way to be successful at Etsy. No matter what your product is, especially with mugs because they're so expensive. Like, I've usually, prior to Christmas, I could count on one to two mug sales to basically pay my fees and carry me through to the next uh, sales period. Keep me at least from going into the negative. Now, it's more mask sales, which... They're about like 15 bucks Canadian or 18 if you buy them with filters. And they don't really pay for all the advertising costs. And though I'm paying for Etsy Plus, which means I don't pay uh, transaction fees, renewal fees. Well, no, I still pay transaction fees. Let me tell you, Etsy gets a cut of everything. 
You still pay transaction fees. You don't pay the renewal and relisting fees. Every time you sell something, it's technically uh, delisted and relisted, like uh, sold out back to relisted. So they normally charge you like 25 cents. And so you don't pay those fees. However, if you're advertising, which I was, like I mentioned, like five bucks a day, um, I had to scale that back to about, I got it down to like two to three dollars. If I'm going to sell something, um, I know within like two to three dollars if I'm going to have a productive day or a non-productive day. Uh, and, you know, I can take the loss of a few days of three dollars each day of not selling anything for a while. There were a couple of weeks where I was accruing so many or so much fees from advertising that by the time I did sell something, it completely wiped out my profits or completely wiped out the notion of breaking even. So even if I sold my most expensive product, which is like the battle mats, I'd be paying, you know, $25 worth of back sales fees or advertising fees. So, you know, by the time I'm lucky that most of the designs now are already complete. So after I sell, couple of them I paid off the design fee and now it's just the the printing cost and I'm also lucky that I don't have actual physical rent utilities heating costs yet that's still in flux my family's trying to move uh, my father who owns the space my machines are in he wants to move again, which is fine because the roof is shitty. Don't buy an unused unit. Like, that unit was sitting for three years uh, completely unused from the owner. And so the roof needed done being redid, rebuilded at. The company folded. The roof still leaks. So they're redoing the roof. Um, it's not like you can sue them for your money back. But the issue is now is that rents in Mississauga, especially commercial places, there's nobody selling to buy. It's all lease. And in order to lease, you need a five-year lease. We've bought a place just outside of Georgetown, Hornsby, on steels, but it's going to take three to four years to build, but we can't commit to a five-year lease because that would leave one year extra. Although now it's looking more like five years anyways, because we got to get permits and ecological um, assessments and noise assessments hooking up to sewer lines because it's a small town. 
so on and so forth and so on. And engineering plans have to be re reviewed. And so by the time that all gets done, maybe five years will be away. But we kind of have all these like long-term plans, but we've already sold the building. So we don't know what we're going to do in the short term. So it's not like I can... Um, crank out a bunch of mats and crank out a bunch of cups and masks and just have them sit around because we're going to move any day now. We have a place that we're looking at. Uh, it's beside the highway, so the exposure isn't as good, but at least it's still in Mississauga. So we're going to have to advertise like hell. I spend a lot of my day already advertising my Etsy business. What people don't realize is you spend, for every sale you make, you spend hours like emailing people. Hey, thanks for favoriting my da-da-da-da-da. Here's a code, blah, blah, blah. And then like there's discounts involved. Um. If you are starting, starting an online business and you can avoid not having like the traffic of Etsy, like it's great because you can see people from all over checking out your stuff, but they, they definitely take a good chunk of it. Um, and then you have to get verified, blah, 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 blah. It is not the dream that they sell you of being able to quit your job and run solely. Maybe if you make jewelry or, I mean, jewelry is like a highly competitive business, but maybe if you, if you are doing something like what I do, which requires machines and electricity, you can't count on Etsy business. So that ate up week three and four of January, and now we're in almost the end of February. Um, trying to get that. For a while, I thought, like, pack it in. It's done. It's not selling. Now, I know things will sell. Things will sell. It's just it'll take time, and it'll be eventually... I'm starting to see actual payouts, which is nice because there's only so long you can just sell to pay off your fees. You have to actually put money in your bank account because you still have material costs. You still have wastage. You still, I mean, like I'm, I'm very, very lucky that I don't have to pay overhead for utilities and, and that kind of thing. Otherwise, I'd be crushed into the ground. And I still have some walk-in customers. But starting a new business is not easy. And it it's almost like being an artist in that you need like patronage for like years one through five. You, you need somebody there bankrolling you so that you can actually become a successful business. 
There's no such thing as easy money. So, uh, panicking about what am I going to do was February 1st, like the first week of February, and then the second week and third week, I've been trying to, the thing with Etsy is like you give away like small trinkets or doodads for my masks and for some mugs I usually just throw in um, seconds or off prints or, or things that didn't or aren't up to sellable quality but they're good enough as, as giveaway items but with my battle mats I've been working on like publishing small uh, one-shot D&D adventures. Coming at this from a perspective of not knowing anything about D&D, I was supposed to play a session last Sunday. It didn't happen. My files are print resolution. All of the online... Um, D&D services, because I don't have friends for a party, so I had to hire a DM. Uh, Roll20. I think the other one's called like Fantasy Factory or something. Um, they have strict file sizes, which a 4K resolution at you know at least 300 DPI is way above their file size limits. So we got 10 minutes before the actual start of the session and I learned how to play. I set up my character. I have a character sheet. I have a backstory. Uh, and I have 10 minutes before, oh, it's not going to run. So that sucks. I got about half my money back and then I just picked his brain. I decided to make lemons out of lemonade and, and pick his brain about... Um, as a DM, how, what he liked about the story, what he didn't like about the story, I come to realize that it's very uh, 1970s or old school version of D&D encounter, encounter, encounter. More people want, nowadays people want more role play, more puzzles. So I have them working on that. They seem to be very busy, all things D&D. They make maps on the third most popular program, Kalespire, which is like a 3D version of an online D&D board. If I realize that if things are going to go um, online, especially after COVID and with the likelihood of, of more outbreaks and more variants. There should be an online strategy for this part of the business. Um, relying on, on print physical sales is kind of naive 
and way too optimistic. Eventually, people will move to an online uh, experience for this kind of thing because you don't have to be in the same place. So I've got the file sizes down for roll 20. But ultimately, I see the value of something like Tailspire. And I might like code like the most popular maps there. I want to be there first. Eventually, they might put out an update where you can um, turn the files into 3D printable SDLs. That seems useful. Right now, there are people making the mats, and then there are people 3D printing uh, terrain. The two don't really mesh because it's an entirely different set of, of tools and machines. The map people are all 3D, or sorry, 2D sublimation based businesses. Uh, basically, sublimation printers and then heat presses. And then there are the 3D printers who usually have like a farm. Like they have seven or eight 3D printers all printing or all taking on orders. 3D printing is like a, you know, just ask Anthony Marco or Doug. It's like a 24-hour thing, especially if you're using uh, ABS, the traditional. You know, it takes 24 hours. If you don't have the bed aligned, it fucks up the print somewhere along the line, and then you're, like, screwed. It's very difficult to do big stuff unless you're doing resin. I eventually want to get into resin printing, but right now it's not cost effective for something large. There's still, for a home solution, 2,000, 3,000, and for business solution, you know, nine, ten thousand dollars. So I mean I still want to be ahead of the curve and have the SD file STL files ready for when Tailspire eventually has 3D support. And I see the promise. It's very much like having the figures in the map and in the 3D terrain, but on an online um, or computer scenario or venue and format. So I think I'll spend the time and the money to get. What I'm getting at is, is that I've been sinking money into writing these one-shots and then editing these one-shots and now re-editing them with added role-play and puzzles. And so what was supposed to be a simple 
kind of expensive pack-in because you, you want the optimum pack-in is something that is digital that you just offer to your customers and then they're like cool i can't wait to get the item and then you can just take your time fulfilling the order now is becoming like i've become an e-publisher and and that sucks because e-publishing ain't easy it's it's managing funding and you know um man it's like managing and funding the the con uh quality of these things and it's really hard when you don't play actual fucking D&D to know what is good what people are doing here what it's supposed to look like so I've been preoccupied getting a crash course on Which brings us into our second song on the theme of D&D. Here is Vince Staples and Mustard Magic on the Garbage Cast. To the ceiling isn't magic Baby, tell me why you disappearing This is magic I will never tell him how I did it It was magic Can you imagine? Money in the mattress Love the way I stack it I can make it rain Blue hunters, can you catch it? If somebody come through Bluffing, I'ma blast them And tell the police I don't know what happened If I gave a fuck about a sitch I'd always be broke I never get to pull up in the bins When my low's growing up We was post So we hopped off that post With a gun trying to blow Trying to kick down your door with that soul news, spreading love now. Sick of police lights, sick of gun sounds. Niggas bread ain't up, so they come foul. But it's handshakes, hugs when I come round. Wow, funny style. Hate to see a nigga smiling, hundred miles in, running through the bullet housing, moving mountains. Fuck who I was thumping down with, gunning down shit, sitting in the back of Crown Vic, so janky. Know them niggas down the street still hate me. Hope little baby know that she can't play me. Dumb hope, love costs, but the game free. Dumb hope. Feeling like I'm floating to the ceiling isn't magic. Baby, tell me why you disappearing is it magic. I won't never tell them how I did it, it was magic. Can you imagine? Money in the mattress, love the way I stack it. I can make it rain, blue hunters, can you catch it? If somebody come through bluffing, I'ma blast them. And tell the police I don't know what happened. Crippin' blood shit That's the only thing I ever been in love with So I hope you know he never gone public Hands full so I can't hold grudges Nah, I be thuggin' Jumpin' out the backseat bustin' Everybody we be beefin' would be saying that they bleedin' shit But see us and they don't do nothing. Oh, put it on the deadlocks They know I been bothered by this since the get-go If I hit the corner clickin' better get low you ain't with it, nigga, what you from the set for? Huh? I just wanna be successful. 
You will never ever see me with my head low. Mama met my daddy, then they had me in the ghetto. Handed me a 38 and told me I was special. Yes, I am. North. Feeling like I'm floating to the ceiling, is it magic? Baby, tell me why you disappearing, is it magic? I won't never tell them how I did it, it was magic. Can you imagine? Money in the mattress, love the way I stack it. I can make it rain, blue hunters, can you catch it? If somebody come through bluffing, I'ma blast them. And tell the police I don't know what happened. Feeling like I'm floating to the ceiling, is it magic? Baby, tell me why you disappearing, is it magic? I won't never tell them how I did it, it was magic. Can you imagine? Money in the mattress, love the way I stack it. I can make it rain, blue hunters, can you catch it? If somebody come through bluffing, I'ma blast them. And tell the police I don't know what happened. See, when you come from nothing, make it into something, I call that luck. But when you come from where we come from, I call that magic. And when you get two niggas from different sides of the city to do something like this, I guess you can call that magic. Getting off of Section 8, welfare, Nas Rolls Royce's private jets. That's magic. Let me know what's magic to you. Yeah. That was magic. Drive in staples and mustard. So, I guess what I'm trying to say is I've been busy trying to make my paper, uh, trying to learn course and e publishing, trying to get my business going, dealing with home stuff. I really haven't had the time or the energy to devote to podcasting. I'm sorry. I hope hope to do this more. It's just... Too many things going on right now. I hope... It is my sincere hope that it doesn't get longer than every two months schedule. I remember when I used to do this every fucking week. And I used to be proud of it. And I used to hate on people for for taking so long to put up. I was all about podcasting. Podcasting was life. Um, Now I understand why people step away from it. And have other things to do, and, and maybe don't, um, you know, do it anymore. If I came at you with that energy, I'm sincerely sorry. I was at a different place than I am now. I still love doing it. I just don't have the time to do it as much as I want to. I just, I'm happy to be recording now. I sincerely look forward to hearing from you. If you're out there and you haven't put out anything in a while. It always 
brings me a lot of joy when um, virtual Uper or Doc Pinko puts out like a story from Sackville or um, even Anthony Marco's once a month. I love hate things. I am mad at it. I'm, 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 I'm truly overjoyed when that happens. Um, what else can I, I call it a shout out? Maybe like uh, a salad years, maybe in the future. I mean, who am I to talk? I am experiencing like near podcasting bankruptcy. I've been, I've been listening to, I've been going back and listening to like a D and D podcasts. I'm late. I'm really late to the game. So I've been downloading like seasons at a time of these D and D live play podcasts. And because they're like serialized stories, I gotta have all of them at one after the other. So I take a break from my traditional listening, and then I get like, you know, seven or eight podcasts. Well, let me see what I'm at right now. I'm at seven podcasts, and I've had to like, I've had to like, I've had to not listen to some of my traditional my video game podcasts. Um. I'll listen to the ones where they answer voicemails, but I'll, I'll skip the three hours of them talking about video games. It's not like I have time to play video games now anyways. And when I do, I'm fucking old now. My hands hurt. I get carpal tunnel immediately. <laughs> and then I'm just like... I can't do it anymore. If you are over 30 and you're still playing games... You're a fucking magical unicorn because I don't, I don't know how. I literally, I play like a session of Fantasy Star Online and then I get my hands and arms as pain. You know? Like, I can't, I can't even. I feel ridiculous because I'm not even that old in the grand scheme of things. I'm, I'm 35 going to on 36, but I can't do most of the things I used to, and life has come and kicked me in the metaphorical crotch, and I wasn't ready for it. And I don't know how. I don't. I, I don't know. Like just yesterday, I was fucking emo teenager and then you know two minutes after that I was a fucking depressed 20 something and now I'm in my late 30s or mid 30s and I'm married and I don't know how and I'm thankful but I don't know how I got here and I'm, I'm hanging on just by my hands and I'm holding in there. I'm in, I'm enjoying it. I mean, even though sometimes life confounds me or, you know, like that song, but talking heads, what is it? 
once in a lifetime or how did I how did I get here? Same as it ever was. It's it's same as it ever was, but then how did I get this beautiful wife and, and beautiful house? And it's the same, but yet how how did I manage not to die in a ditch? I I think that is what shook me. Um, that negative outlook on life. I'm not going to say depression because there are people out there who are going through depression and it's a daily battle. I just, I just, I just snapped out of it literally. Um, one day I was like, you're, you're going to die soon or tomorrow or the next day or maybe in the future. But there's nothing you can do about that. That is a given. You can either like hate life or you can just enjoy the ride. And I, I decided just to enjoy the ride. And I will just take things as they come. It's a ridiculously trite response. And it's very stupid to somebody who's going through it. But that's how I got over it. I'm not suggesting that I'm the, the model. I'm saying in my specific circumstance, that's what happened. It may not be right for you, but it might be right for some. Never have I empathized with those commercials for drugs more than I have now. So I'll play the last song that I wanted to play. It is a fucking long-ass song. So please... Use it. But why the fuck not? Here is. Here we go. Here's a list of songs. Pain in the body. Sit Around the Fire by Jump Hopkins. Ramdas. In East Forest on the Garbage Cats. Judgments and opinions of the mind be judgments and opinions of the mind. And you exist behind that. Ah, so. 
it's really time for you to see through the absurdity of your own predicament. You aren't who you thought you were. You just aren't that person. And in this very lifetime, you can know it. you can love and just keep expanding it. You love a tree, you love a river, you love a leaf, you love a flower, you love a cat, you love a human. But go deeper and deeper into that love. Until you love that which is the source of the light behind all of it. worship the gate, you go into the inner temple. Everything in you that you don't need, you can let go of. You don't need loneliness. possibly be alone. You don't need greed because you already have it all. You don't need doubt because you already know. The confusion is saying, I don't know. seem as if there are only ashes now. But when we dig in the ashes, we find one ember. And very gently we fan that ember. Blow on it. It gets brighter. And from that ember we rebuild the fire. 
what's important is that ember. That's what you and I are here to celebrate. That though we've lived our life totally involved in the world, we know. We know that we're of the Spirit. gets stronger, flame starts to flicker a bit, and pretty soon you realize that all we're going to do for eternity is sit around the fire. <laughs> 